Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. I am, of course, Sarah Gonzalez. And oh, today, Nikki Haley loses a primary to literally no one. She lost to no one. She lost to none of the above, which was just amazing. We will get into that. And trust me, you're going to want to hang around for it. Uh, Also, Gina Carano files a lawsuit against Disney for wrongful termination. And we take a look at what the public education system is teaching our youth during Black Lives Matter Spirit Week or something. But first, Republicans yesterday narrowly failed to impeach Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas with a 214 to 216 vote on both counts of impeachment, which... For those of you who didn't hear yet, one had accused him of willfully and systemically refusing to comply with federal immigration laws, and the other alleged that he breached the public trust with false statements and obstructing lawful oversight of the Department of Homeland Security. I think two things that are blatantly obvious to anyone who is paying attention. And when I say, I I often say, who needs enemies with friends like these? This right here is exactly what I mean. Four total Republicans joined the Democrats to block impeachment of the man directly overseeing the worst border crisis in arguably American history. Ken Buck of Colorado, who, by the way, isn't even running for re-election, so that's convenient. Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Tom McClintock of California, and House GOP Vice Chairman Blake Moore, who, for those of you following along, don't Don't call his office mad yet, okay? He originally had voted yes to impeachment and flipped his vote to no at the last moment, knowing that House rules enable the prevailing side of any vote to demand a revote. So he's the only good guy in the group I just mentioned. I want to make that clear. The the rest of them belong very much on the naughty list. And by the way, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise has been absent as he has been going a stem cell therapy for his blood cancer diagnosis. So he was not there for the vote. He should be back soon, reports indicate. But hospitalization didn't stop the Democrats from trotting onto the House floor. I'm sorry, wheeling right onto the House floor, Representative Al Green from Texas, who had previously just been rushed to the hospital for abdominal surgery, where he was recovering still. Until they decided to pull a Diane Feinstein and wheel him right in in the wheelchair. And, you know, the more I think about it, the more I have to admire their dedication. I mean, you really have to admire the dedication to the cause, don't you? They're basically like, we really don't give a crap what your doctor's orders are. Our marching orders supersede your health. All right. Get in here. Do your damn job and vote. I don't care if you're dying or in Feinstein's case, already pretty much dead. We don't care about your health. We don't care about you. We don't care about your family. You are simply a means to an end. Come vote the way we need. But because of Moore's last-ditch effort to save the resolution, Speaker Johnson did tell reporters on the Hill earlier today that the bill will ultimately pass. Here's that. Uh, impeachment. I mean, what happened yesterday with the vote on Secretary Mayorkas? Why bring that to the floor if you didn't have the votes? And will you hold another vote to impeach? 
Yeah, on impeachment, last night was a setback, but democracy is messy. We live in a time of divided government. Uh, we have a razor-thin uh, margin here, and every vote counts. Sometimes uh, when you're counting votes and people show up when they're not expected to be in the building, it changes the equation. But listen, we have a duty and a responsibility to take care of this issue. We have to hold the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security accountable. Mayorkas needs to be held accountable. The Biden administration needs to be held accountable. And we will pass those articles of impeachment. Uh, we'll, we'll do it on the next round. I want to be clear here, Speaker Johnson. We are not a democracy. I think that the left has uh, used that term so often, sometimes even our own forget this is not a democracy. Please stop calling it that. And as for the impeachment of Mayorkas, you know, I think I'll believe it when I see it because it seems to me we really can't get out of our own way. Who needs enemies with friends like these? What is the point of electing the conservative option on the ballot in November if they go in there unwilling to do the work for their constituents who put them in office to protect their constituents from the disastrous consequences of an open border? I want to I want to read you. One of the pathetic excuses from the ballless Mike Gallagher, one of those four who voted against impeaching this man, who released a statement saying the proponents of impeachment failed to make the argument as to how his stunning incompetence meets the impeachment threshold Republicans outlined while defending former President Donald Trump. Republicans rejected the Pelosi precedent then and should reject it today, creating a new lower standard for impeachment, one without any clear limiting principle won't secure the the border or hold Biden accountable and will send a dangerous new precedent that will be weaponized against future Republicans. <laughs> like, bro, are you even living in the same universe? Create a new precedent that will be weaponized against future Republicans? They already created it. It's there. It's the precedent has been set. It doesn't matter that you want to be the morality party. They impeached Donald Trump twice. And by the way, they didn't even stop there. They have weaponized the judicial system against him to the tune of 91 indictments, 91 indictments. While, by the way, they're still not done. They're fighting to keep him off the ballot in numerous states right now, like literally right now. But you're worried about all oh, memorials and precedents and standards. That is a loser mentality. A total loser mentality. And it just makes one wonder, do any of these people even want to win? Is that even on the agenda? It just really doesn't seem like it. That with the cowards in Congress who refuse to fight fire with fire, even though the other side doesn't play by the rules and most of the time brags arrogantly that they don't play by the same rules that they set for us. It really doesn't seem like it in the case of Ronna Romney McDaniel, who has finally been forced to step down from her role of RNC chair, mostly because she is a loser. She has done nothing but lose. In fact, you know, when it comes to the loser Ronna Romney, I think Vivek Ramaswamy summed it up way better than anyone else could back in November at the third presidential primary debate. I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020. 
2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Christian Welker here. That's you think the Democrats. The other side is busy kidnapping your kids when you don't affirm their delusion. They're literally providing them pornography in schools. They're letting in the next domestic terrorist at the southern border. Nobody can afford groceries at the store. They seemingly handed us what was supposed to be a bloodbath at the ballot box in 2022, but that red wave never came, did it, Rana? But again, do these people even want to win? According to a report from Red State, Rana Romney really didn't seem to be all that interested in winning. Wonder why the Democrats always win? Do you need to know? This should give you a clue. Here's a comparison chart of RNC spending versus DNC spending in 2022 and 2023. Let me just give you some of the highlights or lowlights, shall we call them, office supplies. The RNC spent nearly $300,000 in office supplies while the DNC spent a mere $45,000. Management consulting. The RNC, over $1 million. Hmm, I'd love to look at who owns those consulting firms that are getting those fat checks compared to the DNC who spent $114,000. Floral arrangements for Rana Romney McDaniel. The RNC spent over $70,000. The DNC, $795. Not thousand, just dollars. $795 on floral arrangements because apparently the left seems to understand flowers don't matter. Voter file maintenance, which seems pretty important. Uh, given what the actual cause of this is, the RNC, $39,233. The DNC, nearly $236,000. Media consultants, the RNC, $116,000. The DNC, zero, which is, of course, because they own the media. Why would they need a consultant for the media? The limousine service. Yes, Ronna Romney only travels in style. The RNC spent $263,000 compared to the DNC's $7,000 and get out the vote texting campaigns, which also seems really important if you want to, you know, win the RNC $86,000, the DNC over $1.6 million. Oh, and also... Nearly $400,000 on event tickets and other entertainment activities, including $30,000 for a private box at a Las Vegas Raiders game, $13,000 for Broadway shows, $9,400 at Madison Square Garden, $43,000 at top golf locations across the country. And you might think it stops there. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Another report from October of 2022 revealed over over half a million dollars in private jet expenses, $64,000 at clothing retailers because Ronna Romney McDaniel needs to look ugly in style, and $321,000 in floral arrangements during the 2021-22 election cycle. 1.3 
three million on those limo services during that time period, seventeen point one million on donor mementos, seventy-five. I'm sorry, seven hundred and fifty thousand on floral arrangements, eighty thousand in alcohol-related expenditures, and of course, the RNC allocated seventeen million dollars for donor mementos during Ronna Romney McDaniel's tenure, including custom pins and Christmas ornaments. That's so cute. That's adorable. So we lose elections over and over and over. We lose our jobs to a vaccine mandate. We lose our kids to the state. We lose our livelihoods because we stand up for what we believe in. We lose seemingly everything, but hey, enjoy your custom pin. Who needs enemies with friends like these? It's infuriating. And by the way, if you are donating to the RNC, stop. Stop. That's how your money has been spent. And that's why we keep losing. Stop. Don't ever give another dime to the RNC. All right, when we come back, you're going to have secondhand embarrassment from Nikki Haley's disastrous night in Nevada. I'm like, like real cringing secondhand embarrassment from Nikki Haley's night in Nevada. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Raycon. So look, um, I would just say, if you have someone, Valentine's Day is around the corner, uh, you, if you have someone to shop for, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to discriminate. Maybe you don't have a relationship right now, okay? But no matter your relationship status or your thoughts on Valentine's Day, we can all agree some things are better together, like peanut butter and jelly and Bert and Ernie or, uh, you know, pineapple on pizza. Oh, I bet I triggered some of you there. But you know what else is a perfect match? Uh, your favorite podcast, which obviously is Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered, and your Raycon Everyday Earbuds, all right? I use these things every single day. I use them when I work out. I use them when I uh, don't want to listen to my kids. Just kidding. Uh, I use them when I'm on the go and I'm listening to, you know, the news, trying to figure out what I want to tell you guys. And I love my Raycons. I have bought them for several members of my family who they love them as well. And I have multiple pairs at home because um, my kids keep stealing them because everybody loves Raycons in our house. They've got different customizable gel tips, uh, different fits. So you can make sure that you get the perfect in-ear fit for your ear. They're going to stay in your ears also. I told you I wear them when I'm working out. They stay in there. They're not going to like rattle or fall out or anything like that. And it is premium audio quality at half the price of other premium audio brands. They've got a 32-hour battery life. I'm telling you guys, you're going to love your Raycon everyday earbuds. You've got to go to buyraycon.com slash Y. Get 15% off of your Raycon order plus free shipping. That is B-U-Y, buyraycon.com slash Y for 15% off. All right, I want to welcome to the program two of uh, my friends here, Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, along with Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. And I am really glad that you guys are here with me for uh, this next story. It's 
so funny to me. I, <laughs> I am so excited to talk about this. So Nikki Haley. Actually, every time you say that, I feel like we're about to get kicked off YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. Everybody I don't think tell. so this time. Yeah, I, don't Sarah's tell. tells. I don't think so this like, time. Oh, man. Everybody in the comment section goes, there goes after Sarah. There yeah, goes. There yeah, goes. Yeah, all my YouTube Subscribe to are pissed. They're like, stop censoring her YouTube overlords. Um, so Nikki Haley faced a significant defeat in Nevada's Republican primary, losing by a landslide against none of these candidates. <laughs> what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the option, none of these candidates, because Trump was not on the ballot. None of these options was the option that won over Nikki Haley. So this was uh, Nikki Haley, 30.8% of the vote. Uh, none of these candidates received 62.9% of the vote, which obviously was, you know, a vote for Donald Trump, I would say. Or maybe this, I think there were like uh, one who they could choose, uh, Nevada Governor Joe Lombardo or Washoe County Republican Party Chair uh, Bruce Parks. I'm, I'm sure that, that, that many were, were picking Bruce Parks. But how embarrassing is that for Nikki Haley that literally nobody is a better choice? That's about right. Is a better choice than you. It's, what are you doing? It's, it's such a it's such a strong performance by none of these candidates. I think the Libertarian <laughs> Party because they can never get anybody good to run. Yeah. Pick a guy, change his name to none of these candidates. <laughs> they're nobody. We can't lose. Yeah, we can't lose. They're nobody. <laughs> It's so good. Why is she there? It makes no sense. Uh, so it's, what look, is she she's, doing? She's being bankrolled by exactly. BlackRock and yes, all of the Democrats, yes. you know, people who just want to try to get Donald Trump out who have enough money, I guess, to they're play around with it. They're clearly losing money, though. I so know. Are, are they Are they maybe hoping that she'll have enough, you know, uh, de uh, you know delegates that, I don't know, the, it, just in case he gets thrown in prison and, and, and can't? Look, I think it's... I don't know. He can still run, even yeah. from prison, but... I know. Yeah, look, I, know I, what I think it's the same as the view theory, right? Well, how's the view? Because it's not making money. They'll subsidize it. It's a means to an end, and they'll lose money. Easy. I mean, money. I mean, they... Hey, we print money on that party, right? We just print it. <clears throat> it's... it's at, it's. at. I think it's all systems go at all angles against Donald Trump, and Nikki Haley is just one of the systems to try and chip away at some form of, of Trump, you know... So it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, indictments and it's lawsuits and it's Haley and it's this and it's, that's just all of it go. But it is an accurate reflection, I would say. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Nobody, with Nikki. Yep. Let's go 60 something percent for the nobodies. We will go. That's a fair reflection. It is. And I, I mean, obviously we're saying this uh, with hu some humor because obviously these were people who were voting for Donald Trump. Yes. We know that. Yeah. But, but the, but the optics of losing to none Nevada, of the above. Though. I yeah. think that's something to be said, though. It's it's Nevada, right? Yeah. That's not the greatest You're right. community. Okay? You're right. That's pretty blue in many areas or at times purple-ish, right? So it's a clear statement. Uh, maybe we need to run nobody against Nikki in Texas and see what that is. Maybe we can get her down to like 10% against nobody. I, I love the fact that Nikki Haley's staying in personally because it's it's not doing any damage to Donald Trump. Um, it's wasting a whole lot of their money. Of their money. And it's like a perfect like snapshot of everything that's wrong with the yeah. current GOP. Because yeah. mm -hmm. like, that's her. Yes. Like the people that are we now established, the rhinos. The, the rhinos. The, the, the people that can't get anything done in Congress right now, that can't impeach Mayorkas. You want another, like, you want that crap to continue? Right. 
Vote for Nikki Haley. Right. If, if you want more border bills that don't secure the border, there you go. There's Nikki Haley. Yep. Keep her there. Yep. As, as a big trophy of this is what, what not we, to do. Yeah, exactly. This is what we do not want. This is what we're moving away from. I like it. She's the poster child of the rhinos. Nikki is the new poster child of the rhinos. But it also exposes that the rhinos are actually with the left. They're funded from the left. Yeah, it's yeah. have been. It's been interesting too to watch her um, use the same Democrat talking points that they all get distributed. She must be on that DNC email. They've added Nikki Haley at you know. GOP.org or whatever, because she is tweeting about the RNC is in is, you know, is failing and there's chaos at the border and all of the, the border bill. And she lists all these things and she says the Republicans are just in chaos. And then you hear Chuck Schumer reciting the same talking points about the Republican Party being in chaos. And you're like, oh, I see what this is. They're getting it directly from Media Matters. Yeah, she's, she's she's on the same email chain uh, with these are the talking points that we're going to hit today. Uh, make sure that you use the term chaos whenever you discuss the Republican Party. Wouldn't you call that a plant? Mm, I would call that a plant. Yeah. That's a great way to describe her. It's a plant. We're just, just part of the uniparty. You know. And and with Nikki Haley, and I I do want to to switch gears here in a second and just talk about the Democrat side of the presidential election. But Nikki Haley, I mean, I do think she she was a member of the Tea Party. She did at one point seem to be somewhat conservative. So you have to wonder what happened. Oh, I know exactly what it was. I mean, I, yeah, because she sounded a lot more MAGA back in the day, right? Um, and not too long ago yeah. at all. But I mean. People clearly got to her and said, "There's this is the path. Like you have no path to victory. Yeah. Like you cannot talk like Donald Trump talks about and, and use his policy points because he's going to beat you every single time." Right. So what they did was they looked at all those independents that flipped over to Joe Biden and they said, "That's prime real estate for you. You can get them, but you have to tone down your rhetoric. So regardless if it's what you believe in or not, this is what you have to talk and about." And that's the thing is like, so is it for the power or is it for the money or is it for? No, oh, I. All? These things yes. always go with money. Yeah. It's yes, but it's with money. I mean, because it, once you take that money, the strings that come with it, that's what makes Trump so dangerous. Yeah. They didn't make them, so they can't break them. And right. so Nikki, remember, she they ran these ads. I will never run against Donald Trump if he runs. That's when she was real. Real MAGA talking, really more kind of conservative. And then very quickly, I'd say from the moment she announced that she was going to run, the, the switch had already flipped, I think. I think it happened in that process, to your point, where they go, this is your avenue, but you're going to need capital. And then they swoop in. They did it against J.B. Pritzker in Illinois. They come into the conservatives and they throw money down. They go, you can't do anything without the money. There is no path. And you know, you saw what happened with DeSantis. The second the GOP actually moved behind Trump, the week that Fox be moved behind Trump, DeSantis was like, now I can raise no money. It's over. Show's over. Right. If there was a path to money, he would still be in the race. Yeah. She has a path to money because it's from the left, and that's why she's still in the race. Vivek, same thing. If you don't have the, you know, if you don't have the party, Trump's an anomaly, but a normal politician, if you don't have the party behind you in some way to help you fundraise because it's at the it's at the county commission level yeah it's the house it's the house parties etc etc so so on the topic of the 2024 presidential election uh joe biden 
you really every day that that goes by, I'm like, when are they going to replace him? Are they going to replace him? The window seems to be getting smaller and smaller, and the man is clearly not well. So I want to play Joe Biden. Uh, this I think this was earlier this week, talking about meeting with uh, French President Mitterrand, and there's just. There's kind of a little problem with his timeline of things, but I'm going to go ahead and let him tell you about his meeting. Watch. People have pled guilty. You know, I, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in, it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said... Uh, said, you know, why, why, how, how long are you back for? So this was a story that he said happened recently in Europe. The only problem is that that was the French president between 1991 and 1995, and then he died in 1996, which was not recent, actually, as it turns out. And of course, there were but you might have some questions about Joe Biden's mental capacity after hearing that clip and literally every other speech that he gives. You might have some questions, right? So Peter Ducey, which is the only, of course, White House press corps reporter who dares to ask questions of this nature, decided to ask the ever poignant White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, about that moment. Watch. How is President Biden ever going to convince the three quarters of voters we're worried about his physical and mental health, that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, what? sir. What is not a rabbit hole. Go ahead. He said go ahead. he talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. You saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Mesh, yes. Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, we all are seeing him in all of these places and he looks like he's about to collapse at any moment. He's he can't get through sentences. He's slurring his words. He's talking about seeing dead people. Yeah, we're seeing the president in all of these places, Kareen. That's why we're asking the question. What rabbit hole is this? What's the rabbit hole? He's about to collapse and die. I always bring up documentaries, famous documentaries. There was oh boy, that other that was famous one. documentary called Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> and the entire town exactly. saw Bernie yes. everywhere. He Bernie's everywhere. Yeah. Bernie's got shades on, Bernie's, Bernie's moving yeah, around Bernie's and everything. Car. Bernie's waving. <laughs> Bernie's happy, Bernie. Yeah, right? Come on. We've had these questions about Joe Biden. This is this is election. four years with Joey is what this is. Like we can't, you know, we can, yeah, no, yeah. Bernie. What's crazy is he wasn't even this bad. He was bad in the but last in bad. 2020. This is so much it's, worse. It's horrible. And we're talking about a time in 2020 when he was running where his eyes actually started bleeding during a debate. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. He's just like trying to talk, and all of a sudden, like, blood starts pouring out of his eyeballs. Like, does he need to go to a doctor? Uh, yeah. Listen, no, but this is on a, on a serious note for, for for the people who are watching who are going, "Hey, this is not funny." I've got a, you know, maybe they've got a parent recently, a friend of mine, he's uh, he, whose mother is losing cognitive ability, right? Is really losing yeah. recall, and it's serious, and 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 it is not a laughing matter. It's a serious matter, but to the point for those of you who are watching who do have family members see it for what it is it right. is exactly what you know it is 
and There's massive cognitive problems here. He is, he is, he thinks this is 20 years ago, and he believes it in the moment to stand in front of the press and say, "Yeah, I sat with him." And and when you and and to your point. If you're a, a normal person who cares about your loved right. one, you don't then say, hey, he should run for president and then run the entire country. Right. Let's, like, let's, you let's know, show the world. you would be acknowledging that no one with that type of mental capacity or, you know, lack of mental faculties should be running things like that's the whole point. In, in, in fact, if you were caught, if the authorities caught you with a, with with a grandparent with that much of decline. That was looking like that. If they caught you forcing yeah. him to go to the grocery him. store every single day to get the family groceries, yep. abuse. You'd probably be charged for something. Yeah, right. Hundred percent. So, I, Biden. I want to. Yeah, she. I want to play um, Nancy Pelosi on MSNBC just the other day, and I. You cannot even. It's amazing to me how these people say all these things about Joe Biden, just glowing reviews, five star reviews about our dementia patient in chief from people like Nancy Pelosi. And they don't even there's like no they say it with such seriousness on their face. Watch. Actually, Joe Biden at his age is so he's he has a big vision for our country, he brings the wisdom, the the knowledge, the judgment of age as well as experience. Uh, he knows how to get things done. He's a legislator, not a, uh, a person to hold things up. And he has a big heart of empathy for the American people. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, here's, here's my headline for that. Let me give you a summary of that. 250-year-old woman gives glowing review to 250-year-old man. They both think that they have their faculties about them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how can you sit there and say he has wisdom? He knows what he's doing. He's doing great for his age. Like, I don't want a president who's doing great for his age. I just want a president who does great. What do you think Emmanuel Macron is saying right now? The the actual president. <laughs> you think he's looking around going? <clears throat> Hey guys, wait a minute. Where are we? <laughs> they all know. They do. I mean, come oh, on, yeah. all of France, oh, yeah. all oh, yeah. of France, as liberal as they are right now, going, okay, hold on one second. Not our president at the moment. Yeah, he, he's the laughing stock of come the on, world man. leaders. This, this is this makes total sense for people like Nancy Pelosi. Because I'm sure Nancy Pelosi is completely in on the on, on this whole act. Oh, yeah. This was all about getting Barack Obama as many terms as president as they could mm -hmm. and, still. and go around the Constitution. So they got they, he's had two terms. He had three terms through a puppet. And I'm still I, I still think that Biden's going to have to drop out for medical reasons. Something they'll make up too. and then just basically force Michelle and Newsom on the ticket together. That'll give Barack two more terms. So two, three, what, two, three, five term oh, look, president? Brock told us it would be great to have another term without the actual responsibility exactly of sitting what in the he's White got. House. He told, he literally said it on an interview. So when we come back, I want to talk about Gina Carano's latest lawsuit. She has decided to, uh, to sue Disney for wrongful termination. We can get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So... Um, I've worked with Patriot Mobile for a very long time. I know Yaku also knows them very, very well. And Patriot Mobile is an organization that I'm so proud to partner with because not only are they America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, but they are also putting their money where their mouth is. They go down to the border with Yaku yes. and have been a tremendous help. 
down at the border, uh, helping him with what he does, which is, of course, fight sex trafficking. Uh, They have been helpful in instrumental, I would say, in uh, funding to, you know, flip school boards from blue to red to make sure that your kid isn't reading porn in school libraries. I mean, Patriot Mobile is really, truly doing God's work. And while they're doing that, they're also offering you dependable nationwide coverage on your cell phone. And they're going to give you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you're going to get the same coverage that you've been accustomed to if you're if you're still with Big Mobile. You're going to get the same coverage. You can pick which coverage you get, but you're not going to send, you know, fund all of the left's causes like donating to Planned Parenthood and things like that. If you're still with Big Mobile, they're going to take a portion of your bill and they're going to do that with that money. If you switch over to Patriot Mobile, they're going to do the exact opposite. They're going to take a portion of that money and they're going to do things like go help Yaku fight sex trafficking at the border. They're going to do things like uh, put, you know, put it towards helping support religious freedom and free speech and, you know, making sure that our school boards are conservative. They've got 100% U.S.-based customer service. There's no reason not to go check them out, you guys. So I'm going to encourage you to go over to patriotmobile.com. Says slash news. I don't know why it says that because it it should be Sarah. This is not the news and why it matters anymore, guys. So patriotmobile.com slash news. Use uh, the offer code news for free activation. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. All right. Yesterday, Gina Carano filed a lawsuit against Disney. This is three years after Disney cut ties with her from its, of course, Star Wars spinoff show, The Mandalorian, after what it deemed offensive social media posts. She announced this on the platform formerly known as Twitter yesterday that uh, the lawsuit was prompted in part by an offer from Elon Musk. He said back in August of last year that the platform would fund the legal bill of anyone who was, quote, unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform, end quote. And the lawsuit alleges that Carano was wrongfully terminated, losing millions of dollars in income and seeks to force Lucasfilm, which is, of course, owned by Disney, to recast her, which I find to be incredible. I don't know why Gina Carano would want to work in that role anymore. Like, if I'm her, I take my money and I go do something else with it because I've had such a bad experience with this organization that wanted to just completely ruin my livelihood because during the time of COVID, I compared it to, you know, uh, Hitler-esque tactics, which was absolutely a fair comparison to make. And she somehow wants to be recast in this. Yeah, look, remember when she left there, she did a film with a competitor network that is not as strong as this network or even closely as strong as this network. I'll leave it at that. And maybe what Gina learned is on the outside, it's not the same pay scale. It's not the same. It's not union. And the second you go non-union, all of a sudden, now you've got a tift with your agents and your managers and they start pushing, hey, you got to get back into SAG. It's got to be SAG project. So I can assume that a lot of that pressure, Sarah, comes from the desire to want to act, but also from her team. Mm. And, and you got to really, when you make a move like that, which she, how could she have known? Because she's always been in the system. When you make a move like that, you've got a clean house. It's a new manager, a new agent. It's, it's out of the union. It's not SAG. It's not yeah. Producers Guild. 
you can't take that team with you into the off the record community that makes films and it, it's so i can imagine that there's a lot of push from her team to say you gotta we got this is a great way to get back in Mm, and yeah. big payday huge yeah. payday you know yeah. so i can imagine that some of that's going on yeah i guess it might also there may be a, some negotiation tactics at play like you ask for everything yeah. and I- expecting that fall back yeah right i mean it could be that you could be 100 percent correct i hope it's not that i have this i mean other... i usually am 100 percent correct usually, so. well, debatable <laughs> um i think that the whole reason for the lawsuit is I think it's much grander than just beating Disney on this. I think it's showing these people, these, these corporations, you know, these production sure. companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The lawsuit, yes. You cannot push us around. Mm-hmm. And even if you try to, we're not going to go down and we're not going to stay down when you hit us. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back mm-hmm. and it's going to be twofold worse for you if you do this. We've got to establish that standard now. Now, that, so what I think is even more of a nail, you know, driving it into them or under their fingernails is if she just slides right back into them and forces them to coexist with her. I personally love that. Yeah. If she's like, I'm going back to my old role, deal with it. You know, like there's nothing you can do about it. And not only that, but you're going to have to be nice to me when I'm on set. But I hope not that's gonna, what it But is. they're not going to have to yeah, be nice that, to her. No, that's but that's, the thing. They don't have to oh, cast they, her. There's they no will way. have to, actually. Yeah. Why? Because they, they can't be hostile to one of their no, employees. But I mean, She'll sue them again. I mean, you, they, yeah. they could do it in like a sort of an unprovable Making manner. Your maybe. Life just Yeah, just make you uncomfortable yeah. in certain ways. Try it and keep pushing and keep pushing. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you that that we need to lawsuit our way out of all of this, right? It's not just what we're talking about with Gina Carano, which by the way, I do want to, I do want to read you what got her in so much trouble during COVID. She said it was a post that she had shared from another user on social media that said Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children, because history is edited. Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views. Mm -hmm. That was the post in question that got her fired and her uh, removed from her livelihood. But it's not just that. It's suing when a company admits that they aren't hiring you because you're white. Yeah. It's suing because the medical community rushed your child into an irreversible procedure and now your daughter can't get her breasts back. That's right. All of these things, we have to sue our way out of this. That is the only way out because money, money talks. Bottom bottom line is everything is about money. If those doctors have their livelihoods threatened because they're worried that they're going to get another malpractice lawsuit and they're going to be bankrupt, they're still going to be radical, but they're not going to do it, right? They're still going to hold those ideas. You're not going to change their ideals right. because they're radicals. But if they're too scared to go bankrupt, then they'll at least shut the hell up about it. Yeah. The crazy goes back in the box, right? So what we say, the right. crazy out the box. Look, I think this, 100%, I, I, this is my opinion. They settle with her out of court financially, but they don't recast her. There's no way to force them to recast her because you can you can terminate a cast member at will at any moment because it's subjective. You could say, "Look, I don't like your performance." Mm. You know, in your if the con- in her, her contract obviously had stipulation, and so they're going to go back to the violation of the contract. I don't see them recasting her. Is- It'd be great if it was in the resettlement. 
It would. It would be. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Here's what the plot's gonna be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll agree to shut up and go away. Give me some money, and then yeah, I'll just slip back into my role. And which is probably what it is, and that's what I think you were saying is ask for the farm. Right. 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 You know what? We're gonna we're gonna push them to recast you, which. I don't think that happens, but it it puts their it puts in a negotiation. Heels, yeah, in a negotiation, you can't say no to everything. You have to give you if you're going to say a no, you have to be prepared to give some yeses. So maybe I don't know, but that is. So do either of you watch this? I don't watch it, so I don't know. Is there someone else that took over that role? Is that role just totally the gone? Role just went away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how you force them to like you're going to rewrite me in. And this is how it's going to go down. How scripts and story work. You you cannot, but man, it would be to Jason's point, a lot of fun if by some way she's back on set and they're on eggshells. You know, I would that. try it. I, if I'm her, and she, she's a fighter. No, she's, she's trying, she of course. She's, she's suing for it. Try. She's trying. She is, but she but there's, it is, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. But look, it's just fight back time. That's yeah. the general the general overarching message is Stand your ground. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's the lesson that's to be learned here. Yeah. Keep keep going. They're using lawfare against conservatives mm-hmm. because they can. Mm-hmm. Turn it right back around on them and do not give up. Absolutely. All uh, right. When we come back, I want to talk about the Black Lives Matter Spirit Week at the Wokest Elementary School in D.C. This is the part of the program where I tell you I'm not really sure if we're going to disappear from YouTube. We might. I wouldn't put it past uh, the YouTube rules, but you you can find the whole episode at blazetv.com if you would like to or the audio podcast. We're working on getting these uh, up on Rumble as well. I know you guys are very anxious for that. But Seton Elementary School in Washington, D.C. organized a Black Lives Matter at School Spirit Week, which, of course, encouraged students to wear colors symbolizing various aspects of black culture and identity. Obviously, February is Black History Month, so I believe it was playing into that. But Monday, wear red to represent the blood that unites people of black African ancestry, which I'm fairly certain... I also have red blood, so I'm not quite sure if that was well thought out. Tuesday, wear black to represent members of the black community, of course. Wednesday, green to represent the abundant natural wealth of the continent of Africa. Thursday, wear colors inspired by the inclusive rainbow flag with a focus on transgender identity. Wait a second. <laughs> Where'd that one come we from? We just jumped the shark. Well, I thought <laughs> we were on Black Lives Matter. Why are we now wearing rainbow stuff? I think that that's racist. That is so racist because you told me that you were just doing this because you cared about black people and now you want black people to wear rainbow flags. Friday... They are to wear logos inspired by BLM or historical black colleges and universities, which I'm not sure what that would what that would be other than BLM and Black Lives Matter. But the guiding principles include titles such as unapologetically black, queer affirming, again, make those two work together and transgender affirming for third to fifth graders, um, which, of course, means everybody has the right to choose their own gender by listening to their own heart and mind. Everybody gets to choose if they're a boy or a girl or both or neither or something else someone hasn't come up with yet. If you're extra creative, I mean, this is, this is what your children are, are learning in public school. 
everyone. This is, and you may think I'm not in DC. I don't, my kids don't go to that school, so they're not learning it. No, no, they probably still are. It's the same. You know, don't worry. They'll walk away thinking black people bleed red and white people bleed, I don't know, purple. It's what, this is so ridiculous. And it, t- it shows you exactly that this, this, is, this is not about honoring a group of at people. All. Yeah. This at is all. just about some kind of political indoctrination. It's never been. And what's even worse is I, I've told this story multiple times, but my kids didn't even know the difference between races when they were children. Yep. Yep. They didn't notice. They didn't care. No. The only time they realized it was when they got into schools and they realized they were being separated for some weird reason, like singled out. Like, I don't, I, all my black friends think that uh, uh, Black History Month is stupid. You know, like, sounds like something a racist would say. You just want us to know you have black friends, Jason. It's so ridiculous. It's ab- it's so ridiculous. We are going to continue. This is going to be continue be, to be an issue as long as we allow yep. this crap. Like, yep. why do we have a different month for any any different race? We're all Americans. That's the only thing that should be. That's I, I will be labeled a racist for saying that, but that seems so obvious to me. I'm actually the one what that do you says, think no, happens when you have. Let's get rid of the labels. Let's yeah. get rid of the separation. You know who agreed with you? Martin Luther King Jr. He yeah. agreed with you. That's we, what he was fighting for. We are and now, so far away from Martin Luther King Jr. And now you're like, I'm going to get called a racist for saying this. That's how far we've moved the Overton window on racism. Look, racism is perpetuated in this country by black elites and liberal lefts who fund it, like Louis Farrakhan, Jeremiah Wright, mm. uh, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton. You know these guys because they benefit off of it by oppressing their own people. The people who wrote that art, that that little pamphlet had never seen the continent of Africa, and Africans laugh at them. I'm an African. Mm. I'm an African American. I'm an African. You, you want to talk about black friends? 17 to 1, black people versus white people in South Africa. You are the minority by number if you're white in South Africa. Heck, the language I speak is only spoken by 3 million people on the planet. This is a sham. It is fabricated. It's a beautiful means to an end to indoctrinate a whole people group in this, in this country and put them on the government dole and drive the fathers out of the black houses and, you know, cause divide, et cetera, et cetera. So, and we fall for it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and like Jason said, until we say done, it won't be done. Yeah. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Now, I can guess, if I were a guessing woman, I would guess that by now there have already been some of the females commenting about Yaku's hair. Yeah. Because I've been staring at him. You're not what. wearing I've been any eyeing product. you from the side. <laughs> I decided this morning, no more product. Let's just, no product in the hair. Let's do it. It looks so good. I love it. Thank I want to know. I want the viewers comment on this video and let us know which way you prefer Yaku's hair. Are you doing a poll? Yeah. If they don't like it, I'll cut some off and put it on Jason's head. Oh, <laughs> deal, because I could use it. I'm, I'm, I'm in on this. It is rather long. <laughs> it, oh, it's long. It's a lot. How long is it when it's wet? Uh, I mean, I mean, when it's wet. It's in your eyes. I know, yeah, no, it's long. Look it's, at that. Yeah. Now you can do the dr- around these luscious locks of hair. Oh yeah, and you can do that dramatic scene with the wind and everything. And it's maybe just... we can we can do blue steel, maybe you know. Blue steel. Go... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, I, just... I was just tired of putting product in it. I'm like, that's it. It looks great. Thank the you. next step is this, buddy. So be careful. Been there, been there. <laughs> I've had those days. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
mandatory. That's initiation in South Africa. They cut your hair off. Initiation for what? Freshman in high school. Shave your bolt. What? The blade. Yep. What? Yep. That sounds dangerous. That sounds like I'd be a lot cooler in South Africa. <laughs> no beard, though. It's, it's 14. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but bold Wow. Hair. You can see all the rookies. Wow. Just watch them. They shine. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. We do it real hardcore. Hardcore. I mean, I've never heard of a country having a like a ritual for their yeah. school. Oh, yeah. The whole country. The whole year. Your whole first year in high school, you belong to two people. You carry their bags. They, they get you lunch. You take three lunches to school. They shave your head. I feel like Jason just feels personally attacked this entire time. I do feel personally attacked. With that new president coming up, they're probably going to be shaving everyone's heads when they put them in the gulag. That's a problem. That is crazy. That's a whole nother show to get into. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.